0: All right. good morning everyone. Wow, what a morning it's already been. I've been all over the place this morning. I come in and TK is just adding to the fun. Here, Country Roads was just on the radio. We're one minute out and he's like, oh, let me turn it up and it's West Virginia. It's so much fun.
1: Yael's got a good taste in, in music selections.
0: Oh, that's for sure. I was, I was jamming. And, you know, welcome everybody. Good morning on that note. Uh, This is Awaken to Greatness. I am Lillian Beecroft and I am so excited for this episode. Now, Um, I've been thinking through a lot of things, of course, this last week and thinking a lot about what I wanted to discuss with you guys today. And I finally have kind of solidified where we're going to go today. And I think it's going to be a great one So continue to listen in and remember that you can listen in on The Big Talker 106.7 on Saturdays at 11. It also is being streamed live on Facebook right now at The Big Talker and you can also go back and watch that at any point in time. So if you don't get to listen right now, you'll get to listen later and I highly recommend it and very soon we will be in podcast form, still working those kinks out. But um, I'm so excited to keep going with this show, Awaken to Greatness, and to continue to spread our message with the mission of educating, encouraging, and taking action within our communities through politics, faith, and life. I think that is the most important thing that we all need to focus on, especially now more than ever, and continue on in the future with. And I hope that I can kind of be a beacon of that message for our area and maybe surrounding areas, too, so that we may all awaken to greatness. I love when I can tie that into my sentences. Um, So obviously right off the bat, this is a semi-political show. So I am going to discuss kind of what happened this past week. And I want to start off by saying that I will always support everything that President Trump did for our country. He signed and was able to implement so many peace deals that we've been looking for for years. We didn't go to an active war during his presidency. He is the first president to ever combat human trafficking worldwide and in the United States. First president ever to do that. And here in Wilmington, we should be so proud of that. And he's also been able to expose the corruption that is our government. Our our government is not all unicorns and rainbows, as I always say. And I think he is one of the first presidents to really just kind of hit that hard no matter what it did to his reputation or to him as a person. And it did open some people's eyes, and hopefully we can continue to expose the corruption within our government. But, of course, I think that the most important thing that we can do to help keep away from having such a corrupt government is to focus on our communities Because if we can make our communities a well-oiled machine that works properly and by the Constitution purely and is just honest, then we can continue to grow that and then the corruption won't be able to, you know, seep its roots in anymore. And so after, you know, stating that, yes, I I worked on the campaign and I would never regret anything that I did to help fight for four more years of a president that was able to accomplish so much for us policy-wise. Um, I want to leave it at that with that subject. And then I do want to hit quickly because I feel like I have an experience that a lot of people don't when you're viewing everything that happened at the Capitol this week. So I interned with Congress. I've discussed that almost every episode up until now. And part of our internship was we had to lead tours of the Capitol building. So we would go through the tunnels from the offices um, and guide families, kids, students through personal tours of the Capitol building. And in doing so, we had to sit through a four-hour training session, and a big bulk of it was obviously training on how to give a tour of the Capitol building and the history and giving us random facts, but about an hour of it was strictly on security. And I just want to emphasize that when you're researching into this subject and deciding to talk more about it and see what actually happened, please know that What was seen that day was not the protocol that they follow every other day. I mean, I sat through an hour-long training with the Sergeant of Arms who's in charge of the whole entire Capitol Hill security. And what happened that day would not have been allowed under those rules. And I also know people that were there and Capitol Police were telling them to come inside. So, you know, it's a very weird situation. I don't want to go too deep into it because I know that every other talk radio show is talking about it from every single different angle and perspective. And I that's not my message. My message is to focus on local community. But I did feel that I needed to address it somewhat. And with that, I have addressed it. And, you know, I want to remind everybody that the few never represents the many. Never group people in that don't deserve to be grouped in. I hope I've, I've always hoped actually for the last five years that people that know me don't judge me because of my policies or because I, who I vote for or who I support because there's always a reason behind why somebody supports somebody. I support Donald Trump because of the policies he enacted and the strength that he brought to that presidency that was able to unroot some of the corruption that we see. Now I know a lot of, People listening do know me, you know, my family, my friends, and people that I've worked with in the community, and I am a mostly nice person. (laughs) I know some people like Nick Craig might disagree with that, but you know, I'm a nice person I like you. See, TK knows I'm a nice person. I'm a nice person. I care a lot about people.
1: I don't think I've heard you cuss yet.
0: Good. Because I don't.
1: Yeah, but but I've only (laughs) known you what, two weeks.
0: Oh no, it's been about a month. Yeah,
1: but I only see you like...
0: Oh, once a week. Yeah, once oh. a week.
1: So you put all those days together. <laughs>
0: it's two weeks, pretty much. But, you know, I pride I'll give s- it time, though. It, yeah. It's, yeah. That's it's good. Good to know I'm always on a test now. Um, But, you know, I am friends with so many people from so many different angles and backgrounds. I am friends with people that do not agree with me politically. And keep in mind, politics is a huge part of who I am. Because it's what I want to do, what I want to pursue, and I talk about it sometimes too much, I've been told. And even though I'm like that, I am friends with so many people that I can sit down with and they, you know, straight up tell me, like, hey, I, I'm the other side. I'm the other way. And we can still have conversations and a friendship because it's not based around this one aspect of who we are. Who I vote for is literally just a tiny little speck of who I am. And so never view people as a whole unless they group themselves into that that group. Now some people do group themselves in on purpose and say, "No, I I I am just like that person. That's different." But you know, don't just look at somebody and say, "Oh, they voted for Trump. That means that they must, you know, they would have broken the windows that day if they were there." Like that's not how it is. And so, you know, just have hope. Have hope in each other. Have hope that We can do better as individuals because everything starts with us. It is up to us to make the change that we want to see. If you think that our nation is hateful, then don't be hateful. Don't turn around and do what you don't want to see. Be the light. Be the person that steps into the room and says, I'm not like any of you here. That's fine, but I'm going to stay strong, stand my ground, and show you love and compassion even, even though you don't want to hear from me, even though you don't respect me as a person. I'm going to wait until you do. And that's all we can do as a society, as individuals, to try and do better. And going into the message of having hope, I want to read off a few Bible verses that I've kind of been, you know, reading more into recently, and I think that it goes great along with, You know, the events of this past week, if you don't know what to think of it, if you're just kind of in that weird place of not knowing what's going on or knowing, you know, who to trust anymore, who you believe in anymore, you can always trust in God. You can always turn to God. That's somebody that never leaves, never changes. Put your hope in him, and I promise you will feel a lot better. It doesn't make it easy to not be able to have hope in your government, to not be able to have hope in your neighbors, but it's worth it. And I'm going to start with Second Corinthians 13, 11 it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. And the takeaway that I get from this verse is, for one, strive for full restoration. That means don't continue in the ways that you don't like and kind of start to change but not change fully you know strive for full restoration just go for the end goal you want to love everybody love everybody don't just like practice to love like some people and not others love everybody full restoration and encouraging one another is key here it's literally in my mission statement for this show and in my personal mission in life is to encourage one another Continue to push people to fight for what they believe in. Continue to push people to be strong in what they believe in and to go for what they want in life. And if we were to encourage one another, we would never feel discouraged as individuals. We would never feel like we're being ostracized anymore because we're always being encouraged, encouraged by somebody. We would have a community at that point because we're all encouraging one another in everything that we do, whether we agree or disagree. Always encourage one another be of one mind and live in peace. This doesn't mean that we're all supposed to be these robots that, you know, this isn't divergent or the hunger games, you know, we're not supposed to all think the same way. And, you know, be of one mind is just saying be of one main purpose. And I think in the Bible, God calls that purpose to be love. And so Being of one mind and living in peace just means everybody lives with the same basis of morality, which is just love others, be kind, be courageous in what you do. And within all of that, that's how we'll be able to find love and peace through God that he's already given us because it's already there. We just have to find it. And then. So just to repeat that, that was 2nd Corinthians 1311, if anybody wants to, you know, jot that down or something. And then another one that I think goes great with politics, you know, great verse that I think a lot of politicians should put on their wall is do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Philippians 2 3. Let me tell you. The thing that I dislike the most, try not to use the word hate anymore. The thing that I dislike the most about politics is that they are representatives. Every elected official, their job is to represent people. The Constitution is we the people, not we the politicians. And so many politicians go into this for personal gain and ambition. They want to become the famous person. Some of them do it for fame. They go into it saying, I want my name to be known. I want to be known as the person that did this. Not, I want to do this because it's the right thing to do for the people. And they, Or they go into it, you know, to get money. I mean, tell me how almost every single one of the main politicians you saw speak this week and come out and speak against everything or for things. Tell me how they're worth millions on a $100,000 salary drug dealing i don't think that one's it for some of them or most of them I'm, i'm not gonna say it's not an option but you know they are worth so much money because they take lobby deals um book deals this and that and getting paid to go do a speech even though they should just be going and doing speeches to the people because those are the people that their job is to serve but you know what do i know um I'm just, I'm just we, the people.
1: You're, you're about 100 years late. Yeah. <laughs> 100 years ago, we did that.
0: Oh, I know. But then we got these phones and internet and all this. So now money is, money is it. That is it. That's all we got going for us. And I just want to repeat that verse again. Philippians 2.3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. I can tell you that I never strive to put somebody down or to say that I'm better than somebody else. Now, sometimes does it just happen where you're like, I don't understand how that person could do that. Why would they do that? But never do I do that with the sense of saying that I'm better than that person because I don't do that. You know, I view it as who am I and why am I doing what I do? It doesn't matter what other people are doing what other people are doing is not what you are doing So there is no reason for you to put yourself above them because we all come from different paths We all come from different walks of life and different reasonings as to why we do certain things So be humble And remember to do things because it's the right thing to do and not because of what you can get out of it I think that that's a perfect verse for anybody that's going into politics or wants to go into politics because that truly is a position of service, not a position of personal gain. And then another one that I want to hit on and it just so happens that tomorrow morning my church will also be discussing this verse is Ephesians 4:11 to 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The most important part of that verse is 12, which is to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Y'all our number one purpose for being put on this planet is to serve, to serve God, to serve our families, to serve our communities, just to simply serve. Now, I'm not saying that I don't realize that we have to make money to pay the bills and things like that. You, you can't just serve others because then you would have nothing. And in our society, it's very hard to have nothing. But you don't need to have everything and not serve. No matter how much you have, you can serve somebody in some shape or form. Now, say you are super wealthy and you make millions. I'm not saying you have to give half your money away to serving others or give half your money to somebody that needs it. I'm you you guys know where I stand politically. I mean, that kind of explains my forefront on that, but you should at least give something if not your time. Because I'm never going to tell somebody else what to do with their money. It's your money. But your time, on the other hand, if you're making millions and you don't at least want to give your time, which doesn't cost you money. I mean, it might cost you more profit, but you have enough money to be fine right now. You know, give your time. Go serve your community in some shape or form. I mean, again, I know I talk about this all the time now, but now we're at like $21 million. Dave Portnoy and Barstool Sports has raised $21 million. And I was actually watching a video today where he had, I think his name's Aaron Rodgers. He's a football player. I don't know if I might be wrong. His name's Aaron. I know Aaron's in the name. I, I'm i not a fan of NFL. Let's just put that. I'm a Alabama college football. But anyways, he had a popular football player on who got up there and said, dude, I just want to help. I, I want to become a part of this because I have the opportunity to be a part of this. I have the opportunity and the capability to donate money to help make sure that these business businesses can keep running. And that's because he saw the videos, you know, these people are sending in videos saying, Hey, we need help because this is our life's work and we serve our communities and we need help because we're going to, you know, die out. If we don't, we're going to lose our business if we don't get help. And so you have Dave Portnoy and celebrities coming out and saying, I'm doing good right now. I have the opportunity to help these people. I'm going to help them because then they'll get to continue their business. And once we're out of this pandemic, they'll be able to rebuild again and everything will be fine. Their business will get to stay. They'll get to continue to serve their community. And that's because they were served by somebody else. Now, the greatest thing about the 21 million that's raised is it isn't even from just rich people. There are everyday people donating $5, $10, donating something. They're they're taking what they can and trying to help. That's serving others. Even if you can only afford to give a dollar at the grocery store or give 30 cents when they ask you to round up, if you can afford to give away that 30 cents, do it. Because every bit helps, I promise. If you can afford to give just one hour of the month to go and help your neighbor mow their lawn because they are incapable of doing it go mow their lawn for an hour it's an hour you know i feel like tk is about to chime in
1: you can even even smaller things mm-hmm. like it's not uncommon to find me at a nursing home performing
0: yeah because you're a musician so and you I don't use have your a talents. lot of money as a
1: musician and <laughs> that's that's just natural
0: yeah But you use your talents that you were, you know, God given something that you're good at and you take it to help others. You know, I bet you money when you go play at these nursing homes and stuff that helps somebody remember a life that they used to once have. And it brings them joy and memories or even it gives them an opportunity to get out of their daily routine.
1: Because it's so silent in these places Mm -hmm. that just having a moment to hear tones dulcet or not is is a break yeah i think that's the one thing that over the last what 11 months 10 months we just haven't had
0: yeah i mean it reminds me of my great-grandmother was in a nursing home at one point and um the the workers in her nursing home i don't remember how often it was but i just remember my grandma telling me that they would go in and they would do their nails and makeup for them and do their hair and put on a full face. They're not going anywhere. They, they're they going down the hall.
1: But they feel fantastic.
0: Exactly. Let me t- <laughs> One thing I was raised with in my family is, you know, no matter how much you have or how you do it, always look good. You know, makeup, great. You know, nails done makes you feel good. You're powerful. You're ready to go. You can conquer the world if you look good.
1: I can never get the eyeliner right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You look good, though, TK. But, you know, it's the little things like that. You know, use your talents to go help somebody. I mean, I don't have many talents like that anymore. I was always one of the kids where I had a lot of, like, mediocre talents that were, like, physical things. Like, I did competitive cheerleading growing up, so I'm, you know, I can do tumbling and, I can somewhat do, like, gymnastics kind of stuff. I, you know, did dance for a little while, so I can dance. But, you know, I I got older. Here I am. Um, My bones don't work the same way.
1: (laughs) Uh, J-Lo would argue with with you on that.
0: Okay.
1: Tina Turner would argue with you on that. Okay, but
0: J-Lo's just an odd angel. Madonna
1: would argue with (laughs) you.
0: Yeah, but that takes a lot of gym time. She works out a lot. I'll get there one day, maybe. Goals to be JLo 2021. Let's go. But, you know, find something you're passionate about, you're good at. I know a lot of people are starting small businesses now. Um, I see it all the time. You know, I'm actually in the process of doing um, the same thing. And maybe, you know, give one of your products that you think that you messed up on. Like, for instance, let's say jewelry is a big thing right now to start a small business with. If you feel like there's a product that you're not that passionate about or you're just not selling like nobody's buying it. Instead of trashing it or instead of, like, putting it on discount, if you can afford to, go give it to a kid down the street that might not necessarily have a lot and, like, getting a pair of, like, cool new earrings, like, they're going to love that, you know? I mean, I work with kids, and they're the most inspirational people on this planet, kids are, because—
1: And honest.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, trust, trust me, I know. They, they tell me all about what's wrong with my life. And I'm like, who are you? You're half my age. You don't know life yet. But kids are so inspirational because they're just so pure of heart. Because they haven't had the opportunity to be corrupted by reality yet. And they play imagine, imagination games, which I find sometimes weird. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, I used to do that. So I can't say it's weird. And it's great. Because when they're doing all these things and just like, Living out what's like going on in their mind, but in person, it just reminds you like how simple things can be, how simple happiness can be. They should be. Exactly. Like the kids the other day were playing ice cream shop with a light pole. Like the light pole was like the ice cream machine, I guess. And they were like, do you want a cup of coffee? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then they made my coffee and brought it to me and told me to drink it. And I was like, oh, here we go. And it's just, like, they were so happy that they got to make me a coffee. They brought me a piece of, like, grass. It wasn't coffee. But, like, it made me happy to see how happy they were that they gave me a fake coffee from their coffee shop that they started. And then it reminded me, you know, hey, like, it's this easy to to just bring joy to somebody else. Just be joyful in what you're doing. If you're happy about it, most likely they'll be happy about it if you hype it up. They'll be excited. You know, we need more of that.
1: I don't care how big or how tough or how adult you are. If a two-year-old hands you the phone, you answer it.
0: Oh, yeah. And you talk to whoever's on the other side. You talk to whoever it is. Goodness. I wish, you know, I actually want to encourage everybody. Find a way to go serve with kids. At least once every two months or something, I don't know. I mean, I know our church, you know, I had the opportunity to serve with kids at our church because we have a youth ministries where the parents can come to the service and then send their kids to the youth side, and I did that for um, almost a year, and I was with specifically, like, first and second grade, and it was just a couple hours of the morning. It's just during church. And I would get to, you know, teach kids the Bible, but also have fun with them because, you know, it's hard to keep kids focused, especially first and second grade. But there are so many ways you can serve with kids in the community. Um, obviously, you have to go through like certain background checks and, you know, you need to be CPR certified for a lot of it. But if you can't go through all that at the moment, then why don't you like walk down your street and see if you have any kids in your neighborhood and say, hey, do you want me to watch your kids one day this week for like an hour for free? Because it'll help me, and I know you want a break from your kids. <laughs> you know, kids are great.
1: Now, along those lines, and we were talking earlier about local stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a local story from Spectrum.
0: Okay. So that is local, local.
1: And uh, this was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ra- Rachel Boyd here in Wilmington published this on uh, December 27th, just, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. Tracy McCullen is a marathon runner who had enough of sitting still during the pandemic, so he decided to take his love of running and put it to use for the Community Boys and Girls Club in Wilmington Yes. for a second time. You heard about this? Mm-hmm. McCullen had dreamed of designing a playground that inspires kids to be the best versions of themselves for the past 15 years, but it has never happened. Instead, he's taking it a step further and has now designed a track of optimism and field of dreams that will be built behind the Boys and Girls Club. He says, I was never afraid to try something new. I was never afraid to be embarrassed by presenting an idea that might seem crazy because I do have some crazy ideas. But in order for that to be possible, McCullen had to face down a 100-mile run and 100 miles to get him his $100,000 goal. Not only that, but he decided to run the entire thing backwards oh and set a US record he's the only the second person in the world to ever complete a run like this it wasn't something that I had really thought about for any length of time he said as soon as I thought of the concept to run a hundred miles backwards I instantly knew that what that I was going to do it the record is inconsequential to him he says he just wanted to do something different in order to bring attention to a cause that's close to his heart He and the board of directors for the Community Boys and Girls Club never wanted a child to feel limited by their current circumstances. One of the biggest reasons why I want to get involved with the Community Boys and Girls Club is to help these kids to understand that we live in a world of infinite possibilities. Mm -hmm. He hopes his run inspires them to set high goals and never stop believing that they can achieve them. Once the world-class track and field is complete, it will be a permanent reminder that nothing can stop them from reaching their dreams. It's not that there aren't stumbling blocks. It's not that there aren't people who are going to try and hold you back. But if you just believe in yourself, have that invincible determination, calm confidence, you can do just about anything.
0: Gosh, I love that. There, I got like goosebumps when you were reading that because the Boys and Girls Club of Wilmington. I had the opportunity. So Wilmington every year, um, I believe they still do it. And I want to definitely be a part of it in the future again. But I think it was two years ago, Wilmington does a work on Wilmington Day where basically a bunch of different nonprofits in the community or even the city of Wilmington sends in and submits and says, hey, these are some things we need done. And then a bunch of people sign up to serve that day and you get placed at one of these projects and you go do the project for free. So you work on Wilmington, you serve Wilmington. For starters, I think we need to do this once a month, you know. Uh, maybe maybe I'll be starting that soon.
1: Every Saturday at three.
0: I know, right? You know, but the boys and girls club is where we got stationed that year, and all we were doing was remulching the playground. But let me t- okay, let me rephrase that. That was hard work remulching a whole. Pl- it's a big the one playground. project. Yeah,
1: they only had one project, but it was a backbreaker.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And. I actually just found an old video on my phone the other day that my friend had took videotaping me trying to like shovel because we were trying to find out like the quickest ways or like the easiest ways to shovel the mulch onto the playground because they they plopped instead of plopping the mulch on the playground, they plopped it next to the playground. So we had to get it from that pile to the playground and then spread it on the whole playground. This is a huge area. And so it was it was a long day's work, but it was worth it because. I can't tell you how many kids get excited because they got nice mulch on their playground. It's that simple. You know, that makes them happy. They're good to go. They're like, ooh, looks
1: cool. And now that they've seen it and they've experienced it, mm-hmm. they're more likely to do that going forward.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And if we teach our kids young to serve one another, then, you know, they're they're destined for a great future. I mean, we teach our kids anything young, they're destined for greatness. I think it's amazing what he did. He used his talent which he got personal recognition out of, too, which he said he didn't care about, which is even better, the fact that he's like, oh, I don't care about that. But he broke a record for himself. So that's personal gain. It's also gain for how many kids and how many kids' futures. He didn't just affect kids right on the spot. like.
1: Oh, yeah, he's looking 20 years down the road.
0: Giving the Boys and Girls Club a track and field is going to give so many more kids an opportunity to start that type of athleticism young, to where that by the time they get to high school sports or middle school sports where they can run track and field, they're gonna be miles ahead of the rest of the kids. And that's a group of kids. The Boys and Girls Club, too, you guys, is kids that are from lower income families, um, or certain housing situations that aren't as great as they could be. And so these are kids that are already set at a step below. And so to be able to give them, to give them that step up is so amazing. And so these kids now are gonna have a shot. And that guy just did. it. Like he said, "Oh, I could do it. I, hundred miles, I I couldn't." But and
1: and just, do you have a hundred thousand dollars? No, I don't have a hundred thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> you think I have a hundred thousand dollars?
1: So, this guy, he didn't have a hundred thousand dollars either. Mm-hmm. But he did something that brought a hundred thousand dollars to this. Yep. And that's that's the mind blowing thing for me was whether he ran it forward, backwards, if he ran it. In a a full Superman cape is irrelevant. The fact was the end goal is what drove him.
0: Yeah. And here's an even better part of this story that I don't want to gloss over is that he didn't have the money. Somebody did. And instead of asking that person, hey, can you give me $100,000 to do this project? He said, what can I give you for you to give me $100,000 for this project? He said, I will work for that money to give it then to the kids. It didn't come for free.
1: And personally, I would rather run 100 miles backwards than shovel mulch.
0: <laughs> okay, I wouldn't. No, nope. I, I, I take the mulch. We're good with mulch. But
1: And I would admit, it's not going to be a run. It's going to be sort of <laughs> like a lope.
0: Yeah, it'll take you quite a while, but you'll get it done. But, like, nothing comes for free. So, don't just look at the rich people and say, well, why aren't you paying for that? Because, also, they worked for what they have. I mean, some of it is generational wealth. Don't get me wrong. That is a thing.
1: Or commissions.
0: Yeah. But, you know, to an extent, though, you got to remember, a lot of these people worked for that wealth. You know, I worked on Bald Head Island and... Um, for years, and I got to meet a lot of the people there. And of course, if you live on Bald Head Island, you have somewhat money. You know, TK has got his Bald Head Island hat on, and I
1: prefer him, pour him out there all the time. Love that place.
0: Yeah, it's it's great. It's like a little oasis, and you meet so many different types of people. I mean, a Fox News commentator lives on Bald Head Island and records from Bald Head Island.
1: I met an NFL coach.
0: Yep. Oh, I know who you're talking about.
1: He is so cool
0: oh he is the family great amazing like I got to meet all these people I never got to meet Channing Tatum though before they stopped going I'm so mad Channing Tatum and his wife used to go out there and then I started working there and they stopped because they got divorced but you know whatever and anyways back on subject um being on bald head island you know these these people have money a lot of them are very wealthy and you know sometimes I would ask I'd say you know hey like how, what's your story? How? And one of the greatest ones is a man looked at me and he goes, "Oh, I didn't come for money." And and this is one of the guys that's like, big bucks, you know? He's got big bucks, and he's so down to earth and nice and humble. And he he looked at me. And he goes, "I used to s- scrape sewers as a kid. That was my first job." And I'm like, "And now, and now this is you." And he's like, "Yeah, I, I put in the work. I worked hard. I I continued on the path of this is what I want. This is how I get it." I'm going to get it. And he started from nothing. So everybody has the opportunity to get there. And I never want to say that, like, oh, just because you have all this vast amounts of money, you owe it to go give it to somebody else. Like, you you don't. You don't owe anybody anything. However, that doesn't mean that you can't get something in return for that money. You know, something as simple as saying, okay, you know, I want you to run 100 miles backwards. That that guy that gave the $100,000 for that did not benefit anything from that. But he said, hey, I'm going to need you to do something for it, you know?
1: And it may not have been one person, but, like, just yeah, challenge could, somebody. Look, if I run 100 miles backwards, would you give me 20 bucks?
0: Exactly. Well, it's like the, the Folds of Honor. Um, they do golf tournaments every year. And a lot of times the way that tournaments like that run is you have to go out and you have to say, hey, every hole, let's just say every hole, every hole is 25 cents or a dollar. So for every dollar that I my team makes, I have to golf that many holes. And so it literally ends up being a whole day's worth of golf for that individual. But that individual is saying, I'll be the work, I'll be the time, and you be the, the money, and then we have the person that benefits from it, that deserves it, the organization, the nonprofit. That's how I think everything should go.
1: And there are so many that need it, that exactly. need develop.
0: help. And people... Like, let me tell you, when you're a golfer and you're told, Oh, hey, you have to golf all day, and then this group benefits from it, I'm
1: not a hard sell. No
0: brainer. That guy was he loves to run. He's probably like, oh, running? Sweet. Running I'll and- do it backwards. Yeah. And the kids benefit by getting something for running, which is his profession. So it's like he's helping continue on his career as well by giving those kids a track. You know, like it's that simple. You know, you play for people for free. It's a talent you have, and you go play for people to bring them joy it's that's it,
1: and it hurts oh it oh yeah. it it's so painful, yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, I know
1: I and, think the worst part is when they invite me for lunch, yeah, and you know did, I, <laughs> I'm not a good cook, I'll say that right now, but institutional food is is really difficult. Sometimes. you're telling me
0: nursing homes don't have the best meals, no, nah. oh, that's a shocker.
1: They could probably use an infusion of cash to, you know, sort of up the...
0: Hey, maybe maybe a local chef, if you're looking to serve in some way, why don't you go to these little areas and tell them quick little tips and tricks that they can spice up their meals?
1: Or just do it for a day. Just
0: Yeah. Well, there is... Oh, gosh. I, I wish I remembered the name, but um, there is a chef. I believe he's the chef at the restaurant downtown. Um, I cannot think of it. 19...
1: circa 1900
0: yes circa 1900 the chef there i believe um this was a few years ago so it could have changed by now don't hold me to this but he started a program where he would take um food that went went unused at restaurants and everything and make hot meals out of it to then give the um the homeless community in the area a hot meal so instead of just giving them canned goods he said hey we have all this food waste because we actually my sophomore year of community college we did a whole project on um food waste in the community and why we need to stop food waste and we found out so many businesses just chuck all their food at the end of the night and so this guy saw that and said okay well technically you know legally which i think is somewhat stupid we need to look back into those laws some places aren't allowed They they have to chuck their food after i think that's ridiculous there's no reason Perfectly good donuts need to get chucked at the end of the night. Okay. But um he used that problem. He he saw the problem and he said, you know what? I'm gonna use the weight food that we're not gonna use anymore. I don't want to call it waste because that usually has a negative connotation, but we're gonna use the food that we don't use and I'm gonna make hot meals so that they can get a hot meal today. They can get a nice meal. Cause he would cook cool stuff too. Like it wasn't just like he would like throw something together and it'd be like a jalopy of, you know prison food but you know he would put a nice meal together for them and be like here's a hot meal and that makes that person just feel so much better about themselves and feel so much better that day or maybe that's their only meal that day and it's not like he went above and beyond to do it all he did was give his time and use things around him that were at his disposal to do so and I think we all can do that we all can find something that we're good at and if you don't think you have any talents like I'm sitting here trying to think of like well, what one of my talents can I use? And I'm like, okay, um, I don't know. And so <laughs> my first thought is I serve in different ways. You know, I serve at my church where I actually get to learn new talents, which is awesome. And so I'm learning through my service. And, you know, I used to serve with the kids. So I'm not necessarily, you know, I am actually pretty good with kids. I'll give myself that. I'm really great with kids. And so that is a talent I have. I'm good with kids. And so I said, okay, well, then I'll go work with them. You know, I'll go serve and do that. You know, I serve every Sunday. Let me tell you guys. Yes, it is an internship, but I also volunteered at the church before the internship started. Um, I would do host team for Overflow, which is the college ministry. So I would show up early every Tuesday and then work like holding the doors and being like the, the inviting host team to everybody coming through. I worked with Treasure Island on Sundays. Um, Usually I'd be there for like more than one service, not just the one service. And I would, you know, be with the kids the whole time. So I would give two days of my week. Now I still give two days of my week, but it is for an internship, but we don't get paid. So we are still serving. I get there on Sunday mornings at 615 in the morning and I don't leave until 12 after 12, actually like more like 1230. Um, and I live 45 minutes away. So I am up on Sundays at 430 in the morning. And I am not done with my service until 1230. But it is worth it because I get to help our church run and our church gets to help bring more people to God and help them walk in their faith. It's like a continuing continuing win. It's like, oh, I get to help production, which helps us put the church service on entirely, which gets to help us go online, which gets to help us be in the homes of people that might not know God yet and help them find it. Or it helps us encourage other people to go out and, you know, the list goes on, and that's what I'm doing with this show. I mean, you know, it's it's a radio show. Everybody always says radio's dying. I don't think it is. I listen to radio, um, and we're also on Facebook. So technically, we're not just radio. And we're
1: online. I mean, we have streaming. Yes. So, you know, you don't have to have an FM receiver to listen to it.
0: Exactly. So it's not dying. It's evolving, and you know, this is an act of service for me because. I genuinely want to try to help people to find the better way. I want to genuinely help people to learn how to educate, encourage, and take action within their communities through politics, faith, and life. And I hope that I've been doing a pretty good job of that so far. And, you know, that's my act of service, trying to help. And another thing I want to get into before we start a really lighthearted segment I want to get into for the rest of, you know, our days here on the show one thing I want to talk about first is a way that you can get involved in politics and the way that I think everybody needs to start getting involved in politics is locally I talk about this I I feel like I beat a dead horse with community but that's the whole purpose of the show so I will continue to do so and an easy easy way you can get involved the the lowest way to get involved in politics away from the federal government because I'm probably from here on out never really going to hit on that again. We're focusing here. We're here. That's it. Community. Wilmington, Brunswick. That's it. I'm done. Okay. I care about North Carolina too. So we'll loop them in sometimes.
1: I'm in Onslow.
0: Okay. Then Onslow, too, Pinder, Onslow.
1: Yeah. You have to go through Pinder to get to.
0: Yeah. Onslow. I like uh, Columbus, Bladen. Okay. So if you live in North Carolina, I'm still here for you.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, we're we're getting closer, you know, from the state level, which is sort of how it's supposed to work, down to... Exactly. Down my street.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you spend a lot of time in Wilmington. So, Wilmington does affect you. Your work is here.
1: And even something as simple... I mean, it's not complicated. But mm-hmm. just coming out of the grocery the other day, someone had just thrown their mask on the ground.
0: Oh, we love to see that.
1: And, I mean, how difficult was it to pick it up, and just to get out of the parking lot, I threw it on the floor of my car just to get it off the parking lot and out of there, Yeah. and every time I fill up, I take all the trash out of my car, Mm -hmm. and I discovered this last time I filled up, I had like seven masks that I picked up off the ground along with some other stupid things like flyers and the coupons they give you, and it's just, how difficult is it to not trash the planet, you know? It's not. Or our own neighborhood
0: exactly That I is. I can't
1: I can't deal with what's going on in Sri Lanka if they're trash no. in their streets
0: but I can do it here and that's that's and my I can community do
1: every here where I am
0: exactly everywhere you go on Whether a regular I'm in basis
1: Hampstead or Wilmington or mm-hmm. Head Island at the terminal ferry
0: exactly and that's the whole purpose of this is everything is local I pro everything you care about I promise Happens in your community. If your biggest political issue that you care about is your Second Amendment, guess what? Uh, Your community has laws and regulations on the Second Amendment. Therefore, it starts locally. If your biggest issue is pro-life and abortion, I promise you, your community has something to do with that. Everything can come down to this local level. So then why are you focusing on the rest of the United States? Why are you focusing on California, New York, all these other places, when the only place that affects you directly is right here? in your community, and it is the easiest place to affect change out of all of those options.
1: You don't have to fly. No. You don't have to go far.
0: And you don't have to try to change minds that you have no correlation with. You are not in California. You do not know what they're doing. You do not know the individuals there. You don't know the livelihood there. You do know it here because you live it too.
1: And I do know we have better seafood.
0: We do, 100%. I completely agree. And the easiest way to get involved politically which is coming up quick, is through precinct involvement. I know a lot of people don't know what precincts are. I didn't know what precincts were when I first started getting into politics, but I have definitely learned what they are getting involved in the local party and also being involved with the campaign, and they are so important because if we could just take the precinct model to a national level, everything would be so great, but you know, it's not that easy. And so a precinct, when you go to vote, you're told, oh, well, you vote in your precinct. That means your little area of where you live. So in Brunswick County alone, I believe we have over 20 precincts um, because especially now we're getting more populated. But basically your precinct breaks it down as small as your little city. So for those of you in Brunswick County, I'm pretty sure New Hanover County knows a lot about, um, knows this too. We have St. James Community in, in Brunswick County. It's a gated community area. To give you a perspective, St. James is practically its own precinct. It does have a little of the surrounding areas in it, too, but that's practically its own precinct. That's how small we're talking. We're going all the way down to where, like, landfall basically could be its own precinct. Like, that's how big a precinct is. It's literally just your neighborhood. And the... Community or not community the county Republican parties are kind of the spearheads of the precincts. So Brunswick County GOP Is the you know top guy of the Brunswick County precincts, but each individual precinct has their own board and That includes the precinct chair the precinct vice chair and then a Secretary and even a treasurer if you want one but secretary and treasurer aren't required it's just the chair and vice chair and This year alone, New Hanover and Brunswick County had so many open vacancies for precinct chairs. And that kind of worries me because the precinct is where everything starts. You can do more for your local elected candidates in your precinct than you can in the state of North Carolina because these people actually have stake in that election, whereas these people don't. So, you know. You can affect more change in your neighborhood because they're right next to you. Um, You're closer together. You also most likely already have a relationship with multiple people in your neighborhood. So then why not start at your precinct if it's the easiest place? I mean, if we're looking for an easy way out, I mean, this is it. Precincts is it. Easy way out. You want to be involved politically, but you don't want to deal with all the BS. Precincts. Go do it.
1: (laughs) And it saves gas.
0: Yeah, that too. That too, because the precinct meeting. You could do
1: it on a bicycle. You could do it walking.
0: Yeah. And the precinct meetings are going to be somewhat near your precinct. Shocker, you know, so it's all a win win.
1: Oh, they're not running one of the ballrooms at the ballast?
0: No, not not in Brunswick County, because today I'm going to speak Brunswick County specifically.
1: Ah, sorry. Yes.
0: Um, New Hanover. I haven't gotten their information yet, but Brunswick County, uh, seeing as though I'm an active member of the groups there. And I'm very active in Brunswick County politics and starting to get active in New Hanover. I have access to all of the Brunswick information. And so this is going to be a little lengthy, but please listen in. Um, I encourage you to go look up your precinct. If you don't know what it is, you can go to NC voter search, NC voter search, just Google it. It'll pop up. You type in your first name, your last name and hit enter. You click on your name and it'll show you all your voting information, there will be a, a tab that says what precinct you live in. That's how you find out what precinct you live in. I live in Mosquito 1. Such a pretty name. Makes complete sense, right? <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful.
1: I, I, just too many. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, can't I know. Pick one.
0: Oh, it gets, oh, we have Tree. We, we have a lot of weird ones in Brunswick, but, you know. Shingle
1: Shingletree. Yep.
0: It's, it's Brunswick, though. We love it. We love to be different and um anyway so that's how you look up what precinct you're in now i'm going to list off the meeting dates i will continue to list these off i will also put them on my instagram account at awaken to greatness and the facebook at awaken to greatness so that you can have it there but the first precinct meeting is going to be for more of the it's going to be the precincts that are boiling springs lake southport one and two oak island one two and three mosquito one and two and they will be meeting on February 6th at 9 a.m. at 801 Ocean Center's um, Ocean Event Center. That's on Oak Island right next to the pier. If you're in Brunswick and you live in any of these precincts, you're going to know where that is. Um, Saturday, February 13th is going to be the Grissett Town Precinct meeting at 10 a.m. And that's going to be at the GOP headquarters. And then we have Monday, February 15th is the Waccamaw Precinct meeting at 7 p.m at 6098 Ludlum Road in Ash, And then Tuesday, February 16th, we have Town Creek, Hood Creek, Leland 2, Woodburn, Belleville 1, and Belleville 2 precinct meetings at 7 p.m. at the Cutler Community Center. And then Saturday, February 20th, we have Shingletree 1, Shingletree 2, meeting at 10 a.m. at the La Cucina Italian Grill. Oh, lucky. And then... <laughs> Saturday, February 20th, we have Bolivia, Supply, Shalot, Longwood, Secession 1, Secession 2, and Frying Pan precinct meeting at 10 a.m. at the Brunswick headquarters. And to keep in mind, these meetings are open to anybody that lives in those precincts, so you can go attend if you just want to learn more. You can also go attend if you would like or be interested in being a delegate. Now, delegates in the precincts, if you ever want to have the potential to be a delegate a delegate to the um, state convention during an election season, it starts at these meetings. Like this is the meeting that you get your name on that delegate list. After that, you're, you, you can't do it. So this is it. And delegates have the opportunity to be the voting representative for that area, which is awesome. So you actually get to have a part in an election in your community. And it all starts at these meetings, guys. I highly encourage you to attend. Again, I will post these on the Facebook page for Awaken to Greatness, and the Instagram so that you can have access to it. And I also encourage you, if you are in Brunswick County, to attend the Brunswick County GOP meeting this Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. It will be at the Brunswick County GOP headquarters, and it will also be offered on Zoom if you don't feel comfortable with attending in person. And that information can also be found on the Brunswick County GOP Facebook. I will be there, so I hope to see some of you guys there that might hear from it here, but you know, I highly encourage you to get involved locally. I mean, it's so easy. Just show up to the meetings, learn more, and then figure out how you can actually serve in those capacities. I know that Brunswick County Republican women and the Brunswick County GOP have so much planned for this year um, to get us ready for not only the next election, but just to get us ready to serve our community as a whole. I feel like TK has some
1: input. Uh, uh, besides being effective in your community, mm-hmm. being involved in these meetings in different groups you also get first shot at some of the best swag right
0: oh yeah oh because the second something drops you're already at the meeting where it's being dropped
1: that's that's I mean, I mean that's if, not... you, if you want to get people involved man you got to sweeten the pot let them know oh, you can yeah. get a t-shirt a hat of you know
0: oh we do so we do a lot of fun events too we do a lot of fundraising events so that's how we do it we host an event where people can come and eat food or win potential prizes and you of course pay to get in, but all that money goes towards our group and our group is definitely dead set on putting all of our money towards helping our community and helping our um, local elections. And so your money doesn't go wasted. So it's a win-win, you know, we did a potluck, the women's group did the women's group. So keep in mind, you have a bunch of women getting together to do a potluck and you paid for your bowl and your plate, right? Right. So you pay for the bowl and plate, but you get to have as much food as you want, all homemade, all the good recipes. I don't even remember what You're I Definitely
1: made. not recommended by Jenny Craig.
0: Probably not, but you know what? Nobody cares about her in Brunswick County. We're too good at cooks, you know?
1: I get that. We
0: breed them well down there. But, you know, everybody's invited, and every group you can become a member of, we encourage you to become a member. I know our membership just started for Brunswick County Republican Women, if you become a member of our group by January 31st, you get to attend our members-only tea in February, where we will have some very special guests. Just saying, they're sweetening the pot for you. <laughs> become a member of the Brunswick County Republican Women by the 31st, and you get to attend our tea. I'm so excited. Sweet tea. We might have sweet tea there, but it's like it's an actual southern. tea. We do. If you tea. don't
1: have sweet tea, it's sacrilegious.
0: Okay, well, that's true. We'll definitely have sweet tea. There's no way we won't.
1: Now we're sweetening the teapot.
0: But, you know, these groups do a lot for our community. And one thing that I love about the Brunswick County Republican women is we've really taken on the initiative of women's suffrage. And we actually so fun fact for everybody in Brunswick, Southport, North Carolina, Fourth of July parade does not allow politics at all. Kind of shocking, honestly, to me. I was like, wait, what? They don't allow politics at all. So we couldn't even technically have a float just for the Republican women because we're the Republican women. You know, we're a political affiliation. We were able to get a float for last year's parade for women's suffrage. So we were going to actually have – because that was the 100-year mark for women being able to vote. So we were going to have a a float that basically represented, you know, Susan B. Anthony and the other pioneer women. Keep in mind those women were Republicans – um, who got us the ability to vote and we were going to be the first like kind of political float to ever be in the parade that's awesome but then the parade got canceled and I cried but it's fine um, but everything rolls over to next year so fingers crossed we get to have the parade again this year we will still be doing a women's suffrage vote because it's not just something we should celebrate on a centennial I mean getting the right to vote is something we should celebrate every year just like you know, getting our independence from England, we celebrate every year. You know, if there's anything you're super passionate about and there's a milestone date for that event, celebrate it. Why not? Remind people about it. Remind people that what you have now is because of these people back then. What we have now in America, the freedoms that we have, the opportunity that we have is because of our founding fathers and the people that fought in the Revolutionary War. And that's why we celebrate it every year. Women's suffrage. We celebrate Susan B. Anthony all the time in, in history. Why? Because women got the right to vote. Like we were allowed to vote now.
1: That was one of the articles that caught me recently was um, during Wednesday's events. One of the photographers caught the uh, pages, I believe it was, the just a line of young ladies that had the foresight to grab all of the electoral votes mm-hmm. and get them to safety.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I think we're getting close to wrap up here.
1: We have about a minute.
0: Okay, cool, cool. Today got away from me. TK and I are going to have to start our fun new, you know, segment. We want to start with everybody for some lighthearted fun. I guess we'll have to start next week. Yep. But that's okay because we're definitely going to do it because you guys are going to appreciate it. It'll be great. But thank you guys so much for tuning in again. As always, if you have any questions or anything, please contact me on the social media at Awaken to Greatness on Facebook or on Instagram. I love to hear from you guys. And just remember, go out in your community, educate, encourage, and take action uh, through politics, faith, and life. And remember that every day is a new day so you can awaken to greatness. Thank you, guys.
1: Bringing you the best local talk radio shows, Wilmington's Big Talker 106.7 FM, WFBT, Carolina Beach. Welcome to the Blue Line Radio Show, a weekly program that deals with crime and crime-related issues. Each week, we look into some of the important crime news facing our community. Mark Benson, our show's host, a decorated veteran with over 24 years of law enforcement experience, a graduate of the FBI.